Hi, I'm Adam Henson. Welcome to Keeping On Track, a podcast series made by the farming community for the farming community. In this podcast, we'll examine the toll long working hours has on farmers and agricultural workers and look at different realistic ways to alter your work-life balance. Thank you, Adam. I'm Dominic Arkwright. Yes, today, working hours and work-life balance. It's no secret that a lot of farmers work a lot of hours. But some questions. Why the long hours? What are the consequences? Is there anything we can do to change things? Let's start with some thoughts from Adam, a successful farmer who remembers the rather cavalier attitude he had when he first came back to the farm from university. When I came home to run this business, um, my dad and his business partner were retiring and I was running the livestock side of things. I was looking after the arable, choosing you know, what fertiliser we're going to use, what crops we're going to go, the rotations. I was driving a lot of the machines, relief driving the combine. I was then coming back into the Cotswold Farm Park and cashing up the tills. I was having to sort out the wages. I was looking at employment law and you know, making sure we have, people had the right contracts. And I was a busy idiot doing lots of things very badly, and I was about to explode. I, I was falling over all over the place and just not getting things right. So that's one thing. Work too much and you'll start making mistakes. More on that later. But let's think about what's causing these long hours at work. Well, for one thing, a lot of farming is seasonal and weather dependent. When the weather's right and the conditions are good, you've got to go. So harvest is a typical example. You've planted your crops in the autumn of the previous year. You've grown it up that autumn through the winter months into the spring looked after it until you've got this grain ready to be harvested and that is you're reaping all the hard work energy and effort and financial input you've put into that crop and so you've got to get it and when you harvest you want the sun to be shining and that grain to be dry so that the combines can roll if it's wet combines get blocked up the grains wet just doesn't work you just can't physically do it same with shearing sheep they've got to be dry to shear them Lambing is a time of year. Ewes come into season in the autumn, they give birth in the spring, and they're going to give birth that spring. You can't say, oh, hang on a minute, uh, we, the lambs are going to give birth for the first two weeks of April, but I want to go to the Caribbean. You cannot. You've got to stay and lamb your ewes. And when those things are happening, whether it's animals giving birth or crops that need harvesting, you go when the sun is shining and when the conditions are right. So, at least at times, 20-hour days are not a rarity. The crops and the livestock aren't going to look after themselves. That's part of it, but not all by any means. Dr Rebecca Wheeler from the Centre for Rural Policy Research at the University of Exeter. A lot of farmers are under financial pressure, so they feel like they need to work as hard as possible to get as much done, to to, um, improve their income as much. You've also got the paperwork side of the business so it's not just going out on a tractor all day um, it's that kind of um, meeting all the regulations filling out the paperwork applying for um, environmental payments or whatever it might be so I think all of those little jobs um, and dependence on things like the weather and animals and things all make it quite difficult to say actually I'm going to take a break I'm going to step back yeah so if you have got all that paperwork that needs doing, Um, you know, all the record keeping, um, your accounts, your books, maybe you've got staff, you've got to do wages, you know, that puts pressure on that. And often then if you're doing those physical jobs and then trying to manage a business, um, one, something's got to give. And the crops falling over and falling out in the fields or the lambs being born dead cannot happen. 
you won't, as a farmer, let that happen. So it's the other things that give, and then you have to do those either late or you get it wrong or you know it's inefficient or it's at unsociable hours. That then puts pressure on your family. You get invited out by your friends to go to things. You can't go because you've got this backlog of work. You know, the pressure just builds and builds and builds and gets worse and worse. So there's the seasonal aspect. There's the fact that there just is a lot to do with changing policy and regulation. There's the worry about being able to afford to take time off or to buy help. But is there maybe something else at play here? Farmer Mike Wilkins thinks there is. Within the industry, because that is the expectation that it is a lifestyle and it is the way you choose to live your life, there is almost an internal pressure that we put on ourselves that if you're not on the farm, then you're in some way not, not a good farmer. You're not committed enough. You're not dedicated enough. You're not a real farmer. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's almost seen in some quarters as something you don't do in the farming community. Professor David Rose is a specialist in change in agriculture. Maybe even looked down upon and frowned upon if you're taking lots of time away from the farm, maybe you're not doing it properly, uh, which is ridiculous. As you say, in any other sector, we would encourage people to take holidays. They have to have a work-life balance. And farmers, some farmers don't do that because they are under tremendous pressure to do all the jobs, look after animals and crops that need 24-7 care. So maybe the question now is, are all these hours at work really necessary? Professor Matt Lobley from the Centre for Rural Policy Research isn't so sure. I gave a talk at a um, farm management association meeting and we were talking about the long hours and one of the farmers in the room said, well, if you're doing it like that, you're doing it wrong. And it was really interesting, and a lot of the farmers kind of challenged him about that, because I'd never heard a farmer before saying, you know, you're doing it wrong. They, they, those long hours are almost used as a kind of badge of honour, you know, I'm working so many hours, you know. And then he turned around and said, well, if, you, if you're doing it like that, you must be doing something wrong. There must be ways of being able to run a business within more, more reasonable working hours. They're never going to fit within the working time directive, but, but then many other professions don't either. But that thing about just working, 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 I think, you know, there, there, there are ways in which we can think about addressing that. The other issue here is not just the long days. It's the fact that you live at work and you work at home. There's no distinction between the two. How do you ever get away? Tricky, according to professors David Rose and Matt Lobley and Dr Rebecca Wheeler. That lack of work-life separation, that is a challenge because they live at the workplace and the nature of farming means that if a pig or a cow is ill in the middle of the night you have to go no matter what then it can be very hard to feel like you're ever not at work and the stress and the anxiety that follows from that can create this sense that you're you're on call all the time you can never switch off your brain to focus on other things and relax and we know that that challenges mental health they get up in the morning, they're, they're already in the business, they're in the farmhouse kitchen, they're, they're thinking about it. Many really struggle to get a break. Many don't take holidays or even get a day off. So they don't have a work-life balance in the way that many of us do. I think many farmers can really struggle to get away physically or mentally from the business because they are just working so many hours to try and make ends meet. So you're not coming home from work and being able to 
mentally put that work aside. So often um, the, the kind of the, the business issues carry on into that what should be non-work time. Also, practically and physically, uh, it's easy to carry on working um, into the evening, um, whereas if you had a separate home and workplace, it would happen automatically. We often try and remind ourselves in our work that actually a lot of farmers are quite happy. And when we look for those happy farmers, they are often more likely to be arable farmers. It's easier for them to get away. When we ask them about holidays, they say, oh, yeah, yeah we might have two or three holidays a year. When you talk to livestock farmers, often they've not been away from the farm for, for years. They are literally tied to that farm. And that, and that can make it really difficult, because just like anybody, we all need a break. It's really hard, but I think if you can make a time at which you try and put the work stuff aside, um, whatever time that might be, um, to work around the schedule and say, no, I'm done work for the day, and this is the time that I'm going to always finish unless I really have to for some, some reason. Um, I think that can help. So these are our two main issues, punishing long hours and no distinction really between work and life, and that makes it hard to feel comfortable taking a break. Professor David Rose. The greatest challenge perhaps when you're a sole trader, you're the only person on the farm, you, you don't employ workers, is that you feel like you can't leave the farm, you can't take a break, you can't take a holiday. And we know from the mental health research that farmers who are able to take a break, to take a holiday, often have improved levels of mental well-being. And here are the views of two farmers, Mike Wilkins and Ali Hunter-Blair. Some people, the long working hours is a choice because they can't see themselves doing anything else. And I think that's fine. I think that's a, that's a good thing. If you're enjoying what you do in your time and that's how you choose to spend your time, then wonderful. And it shouldn't be seen as a bad thing. When it is a bad thing is when you have no choice and when... And I think it happens more in smaller farms with maybe one, one full-time person, one farmer owner occupier. And if they don't get out and do the work that needs to be done that day, it will not be done and everything will fall apart. And the pressure that that puts on people, on their mental and physical health is enormous. It's harder to go than it is to stay. I think that's the biggest thing, you know, especially livestock farmers, especially anyone with livestock is... If you don't have some staff or somebody that can be set up to look after things, that financial pressure is that you have to pay somebody to look after the place whilst you're away. So it's a double sort of double-edged sword that you end up spending money to go away, but you're having to pay somebody to do the job that you would normally do. There's never a good time to go, but I think it's I genuinely believe it's one of the most important things you can do. And Adam Henson agrees it's difficult but important to leave the farm, however busy you are. Making time is, is really difficult, but absolutely essential. I'm probably one of the worst at saying no. I get asked to do things all the time and, and take on jobs, and you think, oh, that's gonna, that, that'll bring in a few quid, I must do that. But it's on a Saturday night. Shouldn't you be going out to the pub with your mates or out for dinner with your wife? You know, well, no, no, but I'm going to earn a few quid, so I'll go and do that. And then before you know it, you haven't got a wife anymore, she's left you. And your friends, you know, all doing other things and having a lovely time and you've missed it. Your kids have grown up and left home. And, and so it is really, really important, but it's quite easy to get on your soapbox and preach about it. But 
the practicalities of making it happen are difficult. Let's turn this around and think of the consequences of not getting away. Here's Dr Rebecca Wheeler from the Centre for Rural Policy Research. Unfortunately, you know, you do have relationships that break down um, for all sorts of reasons, but sometimes the kind of the long working hours comes into that. Sometimes people find it difficult to form relationships because they're working all the time and they don't have that opportunity. Um, if you've got young children, then you can miss out on your children growing up. And, and I've spoken to people who have been very sad about that, that they've wanted to do but haven't felt able to, and then kind of later on has have... Um, felt very sad, sad about not spending time with the children when they were young. And that's a lesson farmer Ali Hunter-Blair learnt from his father. So I'm second litter um, with my, my little sister and I think he worked his behind off to with my, my, my big sisters who are sort of first litter as we call them and, and missed a lot um, of them growing up and I think that was sort of his, he had us obviously a lot older um, and I think that was his sort of message was that he sort of done both things, I suppose. He 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 worked and worked and worked and missed a lot of my sisters growing up. He was adamant from the day I came back to the farm that I had to have time away from the farm, and I think that is that's the most important thing out of out of everything is if you can find a way somehow, beg, borrow, steal some help, get off the farm and just enjoy a little moment, even if it's an afternoon where. You're not constantly looking at the next job or the next list. I think that's that's always going to be the most important thing I was ever taught. There are other problems too. If you're tired all the time, how well are you farming? How effective are you? And how safe? Farmer Trevor Clegg and Georgina Lamb from the Farming Community Network. If you're working 18 hours a day, which some people do at times, you know, six hours off and be back again, you can't do that indefinitely and it's going to take a toll on your physical health as well as your mental health and it's you know things things slip then accidents happen i'm sure you know long hours have a major impact on the accident rate in farming those situations are so worrying to me because when you are sleep deprived when you have been on the tractor for hours and hours like you mentioned during harvest that is when People do make those mistakes or forget to put the handbrake on or make errors. And when you're working with machines and and bales and grain and all these things, this is when accidents happen and it does it really does worry me. And for good reason, according to Professor Matt Lobley and Dr Rebecca Wheeler. We know that farming has a very high rate of fatal and non-fatal accidents and it's not so much that it is objectively more dangerous than other occupations such as construction, but it's you've got a lot of farmers working on their own, working with dangerous machinery, maybe they're very tired, they've been working very long hours, they get tempted to cut corners and that's when accidents can arise. If you're physically tired, you are going to be working at a slower pace, potentially taking risks that you wouldn't do otherwise, whether that's consciously or not, which in terms of health and safety means you're more likely to have an accident. And then, of course, if you get injured, um, seriously enough for you not to be able to farm, then that's going to have a long-term effect. So, you know, that's something to, to really bear in mind. But also being physically tired, perhaps having a lack of sleep, um, it's then more likely that other worries, other stresses are going to play on your mind more um, 
and that can be really detrimental to mental health as well. So it's, it's, it's very much interlinked. So, what to do? I think take a step back um, to plan what needs to be done. Um, seeking help, so getting someone an outside perspective, whether that's on the business side of things or whether that's on the mental health side of things or whether that's both. Actually having someone else look at it with a fresh pair of eyes and say, well, actually, perhaps um, you could afford to get someone to, in to help you with this, or perhaps we can access some grants to help you do this, which will free you up to do that. That would probably be the, the main thing I'd say, is you know, just that, that fresh pair of eyes on things, to, to look for those spaces. So it may be possible to get financial help, as Adam Henson points out, it may well benefit farmers to buy in expertise or labour to help allow for some time off, but it doesn't always feel that way. No, and that is part of the problem. In fact, the, you know, paying a land agent to do your um, form filling for government support, and often that's where the money's coming from. You might not be making any money out of your sheep, but you might get it from environmental scheme payments or your base payment scheme, which is the, which is the scheme that's going to run out in, by 2028. We're not going to get that money anymore. Um, it seems completely counterintuitive to go and pay an agent £500 a day to fill those books in for, those forms in for you. But actually, that's what you ought to be doing <laughs> because it's going to make you a lot more than that. But when you're really struggling and the bank is knocking on your door and you've got a huge overdraft and they won't let you borrow any more where do you turn if you're still really struggling then reaching out to one of the farm support charities they can help you because they can help work out okay well how might we be able to change things how might we be able to um, make room for you to do a little bit of something different another way to ease the burden is technology David Exwood is vice president of the NFU and he loves it. Many people will have done this. We bought a 4G camera to monitor our suckler herd for calving this year. 350 quid, which is not a big amount of money and you can get support for that. There are, you know, there are people who will help you with that as well. And it's been really transformational because I care about my stock and I would, you know, during calving and lambing, I will get up early and I will stay up late. There's that first thing, last thing check. And actually, to be able to do that from the comfort of my sofa and not actually have to go outside at midnight every night for weeks on end and then get up at six o'clock in the morning and do the same at the other end is quite transformational. Here are some other thoughts from Professor Matt Lobley from the Centre for Rural Policy Research. There will be options for using technology for some things, but also trying to, trying to find potential to get other people on the farm to help share some of the some of the farm work there's opportunities for farming apprenticeships you could have schemes where you have kind of pooled labor there could be more kind of reciprocal working so farmers helping each other out at busy times of year and then you know owing them a favor to do to to do the same there are lots and lots of people who want to work on the land who want to get into farming and again it's about the farming community helping the farming community to come up with solutions around this and addressing that problem it's we need a cultural shift so rather than as i said wearing a, as a badge of honor that you're working 90 hours a week saying well let's address this how can we achieve a better work-life balance and wouldn't that be good for us our mental health and probably 
it's going to pay off in terms of the farming because we're not going to be so exhausted all the time. We're going to be going in, you know, fitter, sharper and able to get things done probably at a better rate. So if you haven't had a holiday for a while, if you struggle to get away from the farm even for a day, there are some options and they're worth looking at because time away from work is good for you. Sometimes you just have to do it. I know that's really easier said than done, but from farmers that I've spoken to who have done it, they've said, actually, because taking a break, reducing my working hours by a tiny little bit has improved my mental health, actually the time I do spend on the farm is more productive. Um, I'm able to concentrate more. I'm able to plan more. So you can make time, and making time will have benefits for, for that work as well. Yes, I think taking time off is extremely important. When I was growing up, we had a very good vet um, who I knew quite well, and when I took the farm over, he said to me, do you get away on holiday much? And I didn't much at the time. And he said, you really ought to, because he said, the best farmers I know are the ones who take the most holidays. And at the time, I thought, that's, that's a load of rubbish. But he had a very, very good point. You do need to get away and have a break. The most dangerous thing you can have on the farm is saying, I'm too busy to get, to get time off. I think that's, that's my, that will be, always be my biggest takeaway that my, my old man taught me. He was like, it is, it is as important to leave the farm as it is to stay here biggest thing for me actually just get get away from the damn farm you know sometimes you know you realize you haven't been off the farm for weeks and weeks and weeks and and, and, and you just need to look at something else and that and it's you know, just go to the beach or i don't know go and see a friend anything you know just get off the farm it's probably the, the first one to try when you're feeling like it's all spinning out of control i find the times that i'm away from home i come back feeling refreshed and it's, it's sort of those moments where you realise that uh, there is more to life than farming and it's important to recognise that it, and it just clears your mind and it enthuses you. Absolutely, and when you're busy and you're working you know, 14, 15 hours a day, making that time can seem like an impossible challenge. But yeah, absolutely, that little bit of... It's make time for yourself, please, for goodness sake, make time for yourself because actually... That little investment in yourself will give you more time and be incredibly rewarding in all the other things you're doing. So, yeah, making a little bit of time for yourself uh, and is just it's the best investment you will ever make. My view has changed since having children uh, and making sure that I don't miss them growing up is the most important thing to me now. Farmer Ali Hunter-Blair. I hope this programme's given you some ideas about working hours and work-life balance and how you might be able to take some time off. That's all for now. Join me again next time. Here's Adam. Thanks for listening to this edition of Keeping On Track. I hope you found some things in it which were helpful for you or someone you know. If you've been affected by anything you've heard in this podcast, you can find more information about organisations which can provide help and support by going to teamdoctor.org forward slash farmers. Next time, we'll explore how we can look out for each other more and what difference it can make. Until then, keep on track. Keep on track.